always be a student. Keep learning. As soon as you think you've got it figured out, you're going to be in some trouble. Being able to look at different ways, and even if it's, hey, we don't necessarily run this, but is there something that they do that we can use that does fit us? As a defensive coordinator, Cody Bethke's success at Coe College is a testament to his dedication to crafting a well-rounded and effective defensive strategy. In this episode, Coach Bethke shared his insights into his coaching philosophy and approach to building a successful defense, which includes placing a high value on creating tackles for loss. He emphasized the importance of flexibility, adaptability, and continuous learning as key elements in his defensive strategy. Together, he and his staff have put together a defense that is top 25 in most defensive categories. They're number one in tackles for loss at 9.6 per game, number four in rush, 1.82 yards per carry, allowing only 58.3 yards per game, five in red zone defense at .522. They were number nine in third downs, number nine in interceptions, Number 10 in turnovers gained with 29. Number 11 in total defense, 245.8 yards per game. Number 12 in first downs. And number 14 in pass defense efficiency. For his efforts as a defensive coordinator, he was recognized by Hanson Ratings as the number four defensive coordinator in 2023 including being the Defensive Coordinator of the Year in his region. Coach Bethke will be a part of D3 coaches who will be speaking at the D3 Top 25 Clinic, which is February 19th through the 22nd, and presented by the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. We'll share more information on how you can get that ticket at the end of the episode. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. I'm excited to be joined today by the defensive coordinator of Coe College. They were outstanding on defense in 2023, being in the top 15 
in just about every category, led the country in tackles for loss, and we're going to dig into some of the things they do defensively. Coach also has some honors that he's earned individually. Uh, Hanson ratings had him as the regional coach of the year in his region, and uh, number four in the country in defensive coach of the year. So he's done an excellent job at Coke College, and that's the defensive coordinator there, Cody Bethke. Cody, great to have you here on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on. I I enjoy listening to it when I'm out on the road uh, recruiting. I'll get it get it going and listen to other guys across the country and always good to learn from others. Before we got going, you were able to share a little bit about your background and your story and what I found really interesting is learning and watching your dad. Your dad was a coach that really a big takeaway for you in seeing how he did things at the small school level, at the high school level was that you saw the value in finding different ways to be successful. This, that's what's great about this game is there are so many different things we can do. There's so many things out there. And you've kind of taken that approach to being flexible, being adaptable, and being able to build around what your team needs to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I think we all know this. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to your players making plays. But I think a big part of it is how do we put them in that position you know, as many times as possible to allow them to go and, and play free and do that. And if you got a guy that's got a certain skill, how can you find the best way for your team to be successful and, and use that skill on a Saturday? Beyond that, the, the common thread always has to go back to your core beliefs. What do you, as a defensive coordinator, really believe about defense? And then, then you are able to say, well, this fits my belief. I can plug this in. It works best for our guys. And you have that balance between this is what I believe and this is what works best for our players. So what are your core beliefs on defense that you build things around? For us, it's always going to start with effort. One of the benefits on defense and, and things that help us is we can get away with just great effort if you do make a mistake. And so we do a lot of different ways that we're making sure we're grading our loafs and, and our pursuit. And, you know, I tell our guys, there's, there's two reasons why you're not running to the football, both me and I got to get you off the field because either one, you're extremely tired and you need a break or two, you're selfish, you know, your comfort zone and your comfort level is more important than the success of our team. And so, you know, we're going to start there. We are going to, going to work at it. We are going to make sure we're doing it and we're doing it in the right way. We're running the right angles. We're not chasing teammates doing that stuff. We're going to really make sure people are going to say, these guys fly around. They are going to get you. How do they only have 11 guys on the field? Cause it feels like there's 15. And so do we want that to be our mindset? You know, we're going to focus obviously on tackling. I think that obviously that's what football is at the end of the day on defense. And, but how do we do that? You know, every day of the week, except for Friday, actually, we will do some sort of tackling. So even on our days where we're just in helmets, we have our, you know, we go down to the basics, you know, whether we're working with, you know, our, what we call our, our dive and swipe, or we're working with tackle rings or things like that to, to focus on it there, but making sure we're, we're working through and we're looking at, okay, how many different ways do our D line make these tackles? How many different ways do our linebackers make these tackles? And then how do we spend the appropriate time on each tackle so that our D linemen, we're not worried about open field tackles, right? Cause they're, they're not making a whole heck of a lot of them. And if they get in an open field with a DB or wide receiver, we're hoping we got some guys that are pursuing to the football to be there to make that play to help them out. So we're going to do that. We're going to, we have to be able to communicate, you know, pre-snap, 
we do run a handful of different calls and we do give our our backers some freedom to make certain calls in, in situations and then obviously our back end with making calls and checks for coverages so you have to make sure you're communicating but then you also have to communicate post snap with routes and everything else to make sure we're we're getting the job done so to me you got to be able to do all three of those things I want when people watch our film to be like man these guys are having a lot of fun out there they're flying around they care about each other and and they're not afraid of you they're going to come after you you know we are going to be fairly aggressive uh, with whether it's getting a linebacker into the run fit or even a safety dropping down and, and replacing a backer that we're bringing inside different looks that way and so I tell our back end guys you better have tackle for losses too at the end of the year so it's usually uh the last guy that doesn't have one gets gets ragged on a little bit by the team of man when are you gonna help us out with a a tfl so you know those are probably the base core things that hey these are this is what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna attack this and then we're gonna adjust from there i want to get into those tackle for losses in a minute here because you guys did lead the country with 9.6 per game but thinking of uh, a filter for this right You're, you are flexible right having that willingness to say hey i'm gonna look at what fits best for our players can start to bring a lot of ideas to the table so you need to simplify that you need to figure out what's the right amount so what are the ways that you go through and and look to simplify things for your players so that they are able to be out there flying around playing fast and having fun that probably started for us, you know, about three years ago, felt like, man, we were, we were mixing between our even and our odd front quite a bit. Felt like maybe we weren't playing as fast as we needed to be or as fast as we were. And so as a staff, we just talked about, man, can we kind of change our terminology and, you know, we're using this technique in our three, four and this technique in our even and going, okay, how can we, is it that different, right? Are we off by just a tiny bit? Can we maybe, Instead of this being a 100% match and our even if it's 95% a match, but it makes our guys play fast, is that better for us than being exactly perfect with the angle of the step or whatever it might be? And we found out that, you know, we felt it was. And so we kind of started to change that terminology. When we first did it, we made a list and it was like, man, we're asking our guys to do nine techniques. We're like, well, no wonder we're not getting great at any of them. So, you know, what are our most important ones? What are the ones we're doing the most? And let's focus on those and, and really hammer those ones down. And so we were able to kind of shorten that list and really focus on that skill set of our guys and, and being able to coach them up. And they bought into it. And I think it's really helped us progress into where we're at and how we're able to be really aggressive and play fast and allow our, our, our guys to flow and, and play to their ability. So currently, your method of doing things is the three-four, and within there, uh, a player that is is big in your scheme is that hybrid kind of guy. Your stand-up defensive lineman, which is is usually the guy in those kinds of defenses who can create havoc. So, first of all, what is it that you're looking for in that player? What are his attributes, and then how are you looking to create for him? It's funny because we got this guy about oh shoot. The first guy that we did it with was 2019 and kind of actually had to do it out of necessity, had an injury and a, and then a, another guy that was gone for personal reasons for a game. And so we kind of used him in a game for it. It worked really, really well. We went to it. So 
you know, as you look at it, they got to be really good, obviously, with their hands. But when we're in our 3-4, our we're still going to drop them into coverage. And so still have an understanding of how do we how can we play that coverage. So we, we typically use it as a linebacker, look at those guys, and then it's, all right, who can step up, you know, step punch, play that, you know, on their tight ends, being physical, being able to use their hands in some pass rush moves because we're obviously going to use them there just different kind of looks from there how their their instincts it's, it's a pretty instinctual spot where hey I can just line up in here and I'll figure it out kind of deal I sometimes I call it an old school football player right hey I can put him at any position and he's going to figure out a way to be successful and so that is where you know where we're looking for and then it's what what fits them best hey are they a guy that you know the guy we have right now is pretty fast so how do we we can use that and, and get him out of the box a little bit more and use him you know, coming off the edge or working an inside move from there because of his speed. We actually, the guy we have now, we will line up as a true inside linebacker in certain plays as well, but just being able to find that right mindset too. And, and they also got to be kind of a football junkie, want to learn, you know, and be able to, because we are going to ask them to play three, four spots throughout the course of a game. And so, you're not willing to put in that that work to understand it then that makes it really hard obviously to to play that position well and so want to have guys that want to come up and and watch film and be able to ask questions and be coachable because you're going to do some things wrong as you're young and learning through that process to to get there and luckily now for us we've had you know back-to-back guys do it and do it at a pretty high level to where a little bit easier to convince some of those guys to put in that work now because they're seeing that success that they're having throughout the year. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www dot team mofo.com slash demo and mention coaching coordinator podcast or use the coupon code cc10 to receive 10 percent off your first year so tackle for loss number one in the country i'm sure that particular player in your defense has a major role in creating some of those whether he's the guy making them or there's something he's doing to be able to free up another guy to make that tackle for loss. But I heard you talk about it. It's important to you guys. So what is the philosophy you share that really gets that going for your defense and gives that understanding to your guys that this is really important to us? I talk all the time. I mean, I tell, it starts with our, our D linemen. I tell them what's, what's the stat that most D linemen like the most, right? Sacks. So how is it a lot easier to get a sack on a second and 12 than it is a, a second and six or a, third and eight versus third and two. Absolutely. It is. So you have to earn that right to go get the quarterback. Um, that's what we start with. Like you got to earn that right. And so your mindset has to be, we got to stop the run. We got to put our, our opponents in some long yardage situations so we can go and get after it. And I talk with our, 
our back end guys like, Hey, what do you guys like? You like picks, right? Well, how do you get picks or where it's easier to get picks third and long second and long where now we can run some stunts. We can get some pressure on a quarterback, force them into maybe some hurried or bad decisions. And now we can go have some fun. And so that's why you got to be involved in helping get down in the box. And I'm especially on those early rundowns and being able to do some different things there to allow you to, to go and get it. And then from a linebacker standpoint, you know, we try to have, we call it a track player um, with one of our linebackers and we try to have that almost every play. And it allows our player to be that player to be really aggressive downhill. And so he's obviously got to track the near hip of the ball carrier, but when there's those holes that open up and we're going to move and be fairly aggressive with that up front as well, it just gives you the ability for, for that guy to be able to shoot through some holes and, and get some TFLs on those early downs. And now again, you get an offense behind and the advantage starts to come back to us to be able to go and, and make those other plays down the stretch. How do you train that up for that linebacker, that track? Because it's, in a lot of ways, it's, it's having vision like a running back that you're able to see those lanes that you can run through, but also knowing that there will be contact along the way. So right. what are the things you really emphasize as you're training that up and drilling that linebacker on getting on those tracks? Yep. So, you know, early in the year, we'll do a lot of track stuff where it's just the, there's no O line, there's no D line. You're just kind of, you know, tracking that path, whether it's, Hey, he's, he's how are his shoulders turned? You know, as you got that fast flow, what, how does that change our approach, how we're hitting it? If we got a downhill run, how we have to get there now. And so we started with that, you know, obviously you're working your block defeat and things like that throughout the, the course of it but then you start to put it in. Okay. Now we are going to have an O line and a D line, but it's not full speed. It's still, Hey, we're working on tracking this. We're still working through this process. How does it work? Understand how you're going to fit it. You know, obviously then we're watching the film of our practices on, Hey, where should our track guy been? And I try to ask a lot of questions in our film versus me telling them what they should be doing. Cause I want them to get the answer on their own. Um, that's the goal anyways. And so being able to do that, they start to see that they start to understand that part of it. And now you start to just keep building that piece together, keep building it up. Hey, this is a team you get into an opponent and you're going, Hey, this running back is really fast. So you better be a hundred percent. If you're going to undercut this part, right? Hey, this guy, you can't do it for this guy. You're probably going to be able to, the way they pull and we set this edge, you should be able to, to work some of the backdoor technique there and, and shoot behind it and go and, make the play so it's kind of that process start at the the very basic and then continue to progress as you get going through it there uh, it also doesn't hurt to try to find some linebackers that did carry the ball in high school because they're used to to reading that and seeing that part of it and obviously it's not a hey you have to do this because you can't you don't know what they're all playing but it doesn't hurt to to have those and two of our linebackers right now did play running back in high school as well so they have a pretty good feel of hey this is where that hole starting to open. This is where he should be. Here I'm going to be. That tackling part is, is something you really want to work on there too. So tackle for loss. I heard Manny Diaz say this in a clinic, and he had some statistics they put together on it that almost all tackles for loss are the roll tackle. So what kinds of, of tackling drills are you working there, or, or what gets paired up with that you know, to finish that playoff and get that tackle for loss? We do that. Uh, well, we call it one of them that we work quite a bit too. If our guys are, are going to it, if we're not quite there, because sometimes if you're shooting a gap, 
which we will do. We have a, a penetrate technique with our Dean line that allows them to try to shoot the gap. And sometimes that's where we'll use our dive and swipe. So you got the crash pads out, you got the agile, they're working at, Hey, diving and trying to swipe that right below the kneecaps and to, to trip guys. Um, but yeah, then, yeah, we're working, we're down the, down the angle. We're tracking the ball carrier. So we'll do one with our linebackers. That's one we do do actually with out pads on is it's more of the track. So, Hey, we're, we're still working that exact same drill. We just, or we talked about, but now it's in our tackle circuit. And then, yeah, we're working through the, Hey, we're running through with a tackle ring and we're, we're hitting it. We're rolling with it. We'll do that one as well. And so just a, a lot of different ways to try to incorporate that um, where you can kind of work your track plus your, yeah, your roll, your dive and swipe. Cause I would agree you get a lot of those in the backfield where it's there, you know, D line wise, it's a little different. You're going to maybe hit them, hit them a little bit more if you get through, but for your backers, absolutely. We have to work that at that angle, that speed. And then it's, how are we, are we, you know, rolling with them or are we diving and swiping? You know, when we get lucky, we get through it and we get so through it so fast that it's squared up. Those are usually the easy ones. So we don't, not saying we don't work them because you got to work your normal form tackle, but that's really kind of what it turns into. So the tackle for loss, is, as you mentioned, starts to have an effect overall on a play caller and an offense. When you can get them behind the sticks, it's going to result in some other things for you. So, for example, you guys were, you know, talk about pass defense efficiency. I mean, the best way to be efficient on defense is to force them to have to throw the ball farther down the field, which results in turnovers and you guys are number nine in interceptions in the country return three for TDs you're number 10 in total turnovers with 29 on the year so you start to see that okay we can make this the focus if we could get some tackles for loss especially on early downs the result on those later downs are, are really going to be big for us as well so looking at the back end right what are some of the things you guys are focusing on on the back end that go right along with this really this this way of doing things you've created out of being able to get guys behind the sticks yeah right and so when you can get them behind the sticks again that's when you get to start to have the fun and i think us defensive guys i think we enjoy having some rules that are some spots where we feel that hey it benefits us you know there's we i understand a lot of people want to see points being scored but uh hey we want to we get them into that spot now the advantage is back into us because we can all sit here and be like, well, hey, that, this guy's open and you got to step into that throw and hit it and make it. Well, that's a heck of a lot easier for me to say that verse. You know, we got a big old 6'6", 260 DN coming barreling down at you. Well, not as easy to make that throw, right? And and so now we can be able to start to get into some different packages. We can bring some pressures, but yet still play some zones because it is third and long. And if they, you know, hey, they do hit the five-yard hitch, uh, on the third and 10, we rally up, make the tackle at six, seven yards, and we're we're good. So you can do that, which allows us then to, to play more of that zone and keep our eyes on the quarterback or, you know, had a, had an assistant coach that worked for us that dubbed it as, hey, we got to get our eyes on the guy that's going to throw the interceptions, you know. And so we're going to teach our guys, hey, these are kind of our landmarks. This is where we've got to get to in these coverages and how we're going to split receivers or whatever it might be. But then we've got to get our eyes to the quarterback, you know, and being able to play, obviously his eyes, his shoulders, you know, if you are, Hey, are we seeing that front shoulder high? And now sudden ball is going to be a little more vertical. We've got to change the tempo of our pedal in that spot versus, Hey, he's not, he's not looking to throw it vertical. Okay. We can be ready to start to sit on some of those more intermediate routes. Um, and then obviously you're checking for that front hand off. 
And so, you know, that's what we're really talking with our, our guys over the top with our back end. And then linebacker wise, it's about, Hey, how do we work to be in between, you know, the receiver and the quarterback and make that ball have to sail a little bit, you know, cause if you're getting some pressure, he's either trying to get rid of that thing now. And so we can be, we can work to be underneath those receivers at that five, six yards and, and really kind of carry them. I call it pass it off to the next zone. So you keep working with those guys to pass it off to your another, your next underneath player and communicate those routes to where we can pass that stuff off with our eyes on the quarterback also allows if you're getting a crossing route and you're, you know, kind of to the field and you work to two and quarterback staring down the, the crosser where we can put our foot in the ground and drive on that. And okay, it's a four or five yard uh, completion. So being able to do those things. And then again, if you can take away your quick throws with some of that underneath coverage, you've now freed up your D line to go get some more, more time to go get to the quarterback and impact that throw or get sacks. And, you know, right now we got a couple guys that are, are really good at getting after the quarterback. So the longer we can make that guy hang on to the ball, the more antsy that guy starts to get. And again, that's typically when you can start to see some bad decisions or bad throws happening. On the back end too, if, if you can start to move that secondary around, not playing just a static coverage that you line up in, taking away some, you know, indicators after the ball is snapped, maybe showing one thing or another, you know, inserts and clouts. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you yep. really got to work on the offensive side of the ball. Those become a lot more difficult to attack. Uh, what are some of the things that you coach up in, in regard to both, you know, some of those cloud coverage types of things with, with your corners, as well as inserting those safeties in different spots? So I think it's about, hey, letting your guys understand to the different route concepts that you're going to see, you know, Hey, we're running a lot of cover two on, on third down. Well, what, what are going to be some route concepts that we're going to see that teams are going to try to run to beat us in that? Well, Hey, this is how we can now drop down and run a cover three, but we're going to drop our safety inside, you know, and that allows somebody with Hey, as I'm dropping down, you know, with it also gets us a backer into the rush, you know, as an extra guy, if we want to bring an inside backer with a different look there, and so being able to kind of see that, pass that stuff off, just a different look over the top, you know, hey, we can cloud it to a, a top receiver or to the boundary or to the field, depending on concepts or things that we we want. And, and being able to just mix and match with that and be, again, it keeps, it keeps a, a coordinator saying, okay, well, they've been in this for a few plays. They got to run this. But more importantly, it starts to make your quarterback think a lot more, right? Well, hey shoot, that's where I wanted to go. If, if he thinks pre-snap, you're running your two that you've always been running and all of a sudden you drop, it's, it, you take away his first read and it sometimes you get go, get him to, to panic a little bit versus just going through that process because, man, I, I thought this is what I am gonna was going to see. Now I can can go and, and work, and now, again, your pass rush is getting home and or impacting that that play. So being able to to do that, you know, we got to the point on third down at the end of the year this year, we had our, our uh, dime package where we actually had, well, three linebackers on the field. One, we actually used almost as a D end in that spot. We only had the two D linemen out there. And then we had, had six DBs, you know, and we were able to play a bunch of two man. We were able to play, you know, some different coverages out of there. It started with almost just two man and then progressed into the process of running some zone stuff with it. There as you're teaching, you know, you're, 
your corner and your safety that are now playing our true outside linebackers in our odd front, what their techniques are, but a lot of it's similar stuff to what they've already done. So you can do that. And then again, yeah, like you said, you get a variety of coverages and now we're putting a little more pressure on you to make the right read, make the right throw, and you got to do it in a timely manner or guys are going to get home. When I look at what some people are trying to do with this, I mean, drawing the scheme up and, and executing it to per- perfection all comes down to the technique. And you mentioned the importance of, you know, passing that guy off into the next zone. Well, when you're coming downhill at that, whether it's a cloud or that safety inserting, you have to be prepared, get hands on that guy to be able to then, you know, plaster to that guy and carry him to to where, you know, you're closing down that window. Otherwise, when you're coming down, you know, if you make it easy to throw it over the top, those throws right. become significantly more simple for the quarterback as to when you're really making that that a gray read form because you're still in that area with that guy and, as you said, carrying him through the zone. So how do you coach those techniques up? We went to just talking to, to our guys where we want to put our hands on, you know, and so it's the same for every position. Um, hey, when we're as we're dropping down, you know, we want to have that that front hand kind of right on that that near peck to towards the to more a little more towards the outside. The your opposite hand kind of right on the middle of his shoulder. So that's kind of that spot where we're looking for our guys. Anybody who starts at down, you know, so as a linebacker or as a corner, you know, we want that collision point to be kind of that four to six yards. We give our safeties that are dropping down a little more leeway because depending on how quick that receiver releases, it might be a little closer to six. But we want to be inside leverage on almost all of them. We got a couple that will throw it off just, again, kind of a, an oddball curveball to throw at the, the offense. But we want to be inside, force these guys outside over the top, make the quarterback make the most difficult throw, uh, make him throw it into tight windows. And, again, if we do that, enough and and we play good teams so there's going to be teams that are going to hit some of those windows and you're just like all right good throw good read right read right throw good job move on right and so but the more we feel we make those guys make those tough plays ultimately we feel we're going to win those those plays more times than not and so it's how do you force that and again it's hey we want to make you make the toughest throw so we are going to attack a little more inside leverage force these guys outside and over the top and then, you know, we got to sink and squeeze under guys. You know, if they do go out, we talk about expand. We talk about squeeze. It's the exact same for everybody. Exact same technique, everything. So when we're doing our takeaway circuits, you know, I can work drops with our linebackers and I can say the exact same terminology as I'm working, you know, with most of our, our secondary. Obviously, there's always a few things that are, are unique to the position, but it allows us to have everybody really coach those guys up and they know exactly what we mean when we say it because they've heard it in film, they've heard it on the field and everything else to where it's just working it together. Plus then you're a back end guy and you see this route, you should know exactly what your drop player should be doing, which can change maybe a little bit. Okay. I know he should be going there. I don't have to widen out quite so much. I can be ready for that route. That's maybe going to try to wrap around him to be able to drive on it and work through there. You know, one thing that allows you to evolve is really your approach you take to learning the game. It's important to you to continue to learn, to learn new things, and as you said, see how it's going to fit to there. And really, that's something you mentioned to me, started with some advice from your dad. So we'd love to hear you talk about that and, and the way you approach learning the game. 
it's the old adage that everybody, everybody always hears, right? Like always be a student, keep learning. As soon as you think you've got it figured out, you're going to be in some trouble. Being able to look at different ways. And even if it's, hey, we don't necessarily run this, but is there something that they do that we can use that does fit us? And to me, it doesn't matter, you know, what level it is, right? Go and watch high school games and you'll watch, a, uh, you'll be watching some recruits and you're like, hey, this is, I like what they're doing here. I, I need to look into to how they're playing this or how they're coaching it or whatever it is, you know, but then one thing my dad said, you know, to me when I was young and I was getting into it, I felt like, Hey, I'm really starting to to grasp some of this stuff defensively or feeling confident there. You know, he's like, well, again, you don't know yet. So keep learning, but also don't be afraid to go and listen to some offensive coaches talk and, you know, go to, so he told me, you know, when he was go coaching, like I had go to offensive talks at clinics because if I went and listened to five OCs talk about something and they all five said, man, I really don't like this stunt or I really don't like this coverage. And I wasn't doing those. I would have to question why am I not right? Is there a way I can make those things work in our scheme to have an impact? Because again, if it's, it's that likely that they don't like it, it's a good call. So I should be looking into running it. And so I try to do that in the off season. I'll try to, to read different offensive articles and stuff to say, okay, this is how they're going to try to take it. Or this is maybe how they're going to try to manipulate our backers or whatever it is and uncertain looks. And so how do I change up those reads for the quarterback? How do I run a certain stunt that makes it really hard from there? And so just being able to, to learn from that, you know, and, and be able to, to grow in that area as well of, okay, this is how they're going to attack me. Then what do I have to do to answer that part? And, and so that, that's been something that I've tried to do as well. And I feel it's been really effective for me, the times that I've been able to do that. Cody, I really appreciate you joining us here and talking about all these different aspects of your defense and certainly best of luck to you and the Cohawks here in 2024. Thanks. I appreciate it and enjoyed my time. Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, understand what aspects of what you do are strategically important and build around them. Training and planning to get tackles for loss creates an opportunity for the defense. It allows for the aggressiveness that they want on third down and it led to turnovers for them, 29 on the year. The entire way in which they put their package together works synergistically and it starts with winning the early downs and getting the offense behind the sticks. Coach Bethke's way isn't the only way, but it illustrates the effectiveness of a comprehensive strategy. Two, train the techniques that win in the situations you're trying to create. For example, the linebackers are taught tracks and tackling techniques that create TFLs, and then they're trained in a progression throughout the season, adjusting to the different things that they'll see as the season progresses. On the back end, they spend time on teaching defenders techniques, including footwork and hand placement, that allows them to pass the receiver to the next zone and close down the windows and time frame in which the receivers will be open. This then couples into a situation where they are able to get more turnovers because they created early down tackles for loss and now have situations that they're behind the sticks and have a long way to go. Three, find different ways to be successful. There's always value in looking at the way things are done no matter what level you're watching. You might not be able to use it completely, but it can provide you with ideas on how you might adjust what you do and evolve to deal with a constantly changing game. I mentioned that Cody will be speaking at the inaugural D3 Top 25 Virtual Clinic 
We have 50 plus speakers, including the national champions, SUNY Cortland Dragons, other top 25 ranked teams, and top 25 statistical leaders in every phase of the game. The link for this is in the show notes, but I encourage you to purchase the ticket through the links that the coaches share as they're able to share in ticket sales that they help generate. Tickets for this clinic are $39 for a single pass, and then the more coaches you have, the cheaper it becomes. For two to five, it's $34, and for six or more, it's $29 per coach. Go to coachingcoordinator.com to follow all we're doing and follow us on X at Coach K.